everybody. Good to see you. I hope you're doing good. It's the day before church. Let me just give you my usual spiel. If you're going to a church that ever locked down, if you're going to a church that makes you take their, it makes, well, they take your temperature when you go, when you go in, I was going to say they make you take your temperature. That's not how it works. They take your temperature when you're in. If they have any sort of safely reopening measures, I'm going to tell you this strongly now. You ready? Wrong church, wrong pastor. It's time to move on. It's time for radical actions in 2020. We're having radical times right now, times that we've never seen before. So Christians, starting with you, like I haven't said this for a couple of weeks, but I'm talking to Christians, I'm talking to conservatives, I'm talking to Republicans in that order. And anybody else who wants to listen and comment, just want to remind everybody, like and share this as quick as you can. Let's get a bigger crowd as we can get tonight. But tomorrow's church, and if you go to a church like that, they've capitulated. Listen, they're out. And unless, unless the pastor has publicly repented, they're out as a legitimate church. Seriously. It's time to move on. I'm not, there's a lot of people that are watching out of state. A lot of people within Florida that can't make it to my church. So it's, this is not simply me recruiting for my church, but it is me recruiting for my church also. Inglewood, Florida, 3385 South Access Road, right there. Foundation Church. We preach the gospel here. We never closed. We never social distance. We never put out any alcohol gel stations. We never had to safely reopen because we never closed. Nothing, ever. Not one Sunday ever, never thought about it, nothing. Absolutely no precautions. We didn't even do extra cleaning. We just cleaned the way we always cleaned. So it's time for radical action. You're like, Tom, I love my church. Now listen, any church that closed and the pastor hasn't repented of closing doesn't believe the word of God. It really is as simple as that because whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loosed. And you you need to be standing up for the gospel of jesus christ not cowering in a corner and closing your church so 3385 south access road tomorrow morning right here inglewood florida foundation church join me if you're within driving distance be here tomorrow morning we will make time for you listen for me right now it wouldn't matter if i wasn't pastoring this church I would drive somewhere within an hour to two hours away to go to the right church. I wouldn't be going to some church that when I walk in there, they take my temperature. They, when they, they have to meet me in the parking lot and walk me in and, and I can go to their welcome center and get a mask. Nah, not going to happen. You're like, Tom, this is just really radical talk. No, it's the truth. 99.9% survival rate, 0.1 post-infection death rate, never needed a social distance. Never needed to lock down anything, let alone a church. It's the response is a complete and total hoax. It was a, it was a very controllable sickness. I don't want to call it a pandemic. It was very controllable and it wasn't controlled. All right. I want to say this to the Christians. Do not think every weird thing or conspiracy that you see out there is beneath you. I know some are. I get it. Some are beneath. Some of them are way out there and people use it, you know, use times like this for clickbait. But not every conspiracy and not every quote unquote weird thing is beneath you. It, it, those, the words that I used last time were sane, solid and normal. You know, you're, if you're allegedly too sane, solid and normal to believe any weird thing that pops up, you're not really believing the Bible. 
If you're trusting the experts because they're sane, solid, and normal, you're trusting the wrong people. How sane, solid, and normal really is the Bible? How sane, solid, and normal is the rapture? How sane, solid, and normal is the second coming of Jesus when he comes in in the clouds? And you're like, well, I don't, I don't believe every conspiracy and every you know, weird thing I see. I'm not telling you to believe everyone, but you're going to need to probably believe more than what you already do. Because the Bible is not sane, solid, and normal by the world's wisdom. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. If you're a Christian, you're already weird. You're believing in something that nobody can see. You're believing that your very eternal life depends on somebody you've never actually seen. Unless you had some sort of divine encounter that Jesus appeared to you visually. But how weird is, I mean, how weird is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, which I completely and totally believe in and speak in tongues every day of my life. It's weird. So you're going to have to understand some of the things you may see right now when people are saying things to you like masks and Bill Gates and precursors to the mark of the beast. You might want to believe in some of those things. I'm not saying believe a person. I'm saying take the information, line it up with the Bible, and decide how much of it lines up with the Bible. I mean, how weird is speaking in tongues? How weird is being slain in the spirit? I've done both of those things. How, more, how weird is the mark of the beast being pushed in the end times? You may, listen, not everything that's weird and not sane, solid, and normal, wisdom-based, not all, listen, not everything is going to be that way. Some things are not going to be sane, solid, normal. How much, how, how much sanity do you think will be involved when you have the rapture and the church is gone? I mean, how, how, how solid and normal will that be? And I don't care pre, I mean, listen, I have what my beliefs, I'm not going to get into it tonight, pre, pre, post, mid, trib, all that stuff. I'm just saying eventually the church is going to be called out of here. And Jesus Christ is going to return. That's not sane, solid, or normal. Any more than speaking in tongues and being slain in the spirit is. Being born again is weird, right? Being born again. You're believing that you have to be born again to go to heaven. You're believing John chapter 3. Jesus answered him and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Right? So it's time to say, you know what? Fauci is not wisdom based. Deborah Burks is not wisdom based. Bill Gates and anybody, all the so-called quote unquote experts, you're better off trusting the word of God than any of that stuff. The great white throne judgment. How sane, solid and normal is that? But everybody's going to be there and everybody's going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Revelation chapter 20, 11 through 15, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Everybody will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Every last person. How sane, solid, and normal is it? Well, I don't like to go out of what I consider to be just normal. Well, if you're a Christian, how normal are these things? You're going to have to jump out and look at the world through the prism of the word of God. Amen? For his thoughts and his ways, they're above ours. They are absolutely above ours. Isaiah chapter 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. It's time to hop out of that and see this world for where it really is. What you have right now is the attempt at a new world order. And you're going to have to see it. 
you're like, that's all conspiracy theory. It's not. It's biblical prophecy coming to fruition. All right, moving on. Quick hitters to start off with here. I don't know how many of you remember Lieutenant Colonel Vidman. In my opinion, he was the whistleblower, but that's just my opinion. This guy right here, he was the one who testified against, for all intents and purposes, testified against Trump and the trumped up uh, impeachment hoax. And he, you know, he said all sorts of different things. I can't get into that tonight. But what's interesting is Lieutenant Colonel Vindman quits army after admitting he falsely testified at President Trump, President Trump's impeachment inquiry. The quick hitter, Wellington, Florida. Here we go again, Wellington, Florida. A report from Palm Beach County medical examiner obtained by CBS 12 News shows that a young woman, young Wellington nurse actually, believed to have passed away from COVID-19 was never infected with the virus at all. There we go. There's another one over and over and over again. And people believe that there's between 140 and 150,000 COVID-19 deaths. There is not. They are mixed in with flu. They are mixed in with pneumonia, car crashes, heart attacks, and all sorts of false attributions to the coronavirus. Let me say hey to some people tonight. Hey, if you can, put down where you're from. I'm going to scroll back from the beginning here. We got, hey, Petrina from Brooklyn, New York. God bless you. Good to see you on again. Hey, Shira from church. Love you. Hey, Patsy, glad you're on. Hey, Eric, love you, brother. Glad you're on. Hey, Ron, Pennsylvania. Love you, man. God bless you. Hey, Stephanie, good to see you. Hey, Tony, God bless you. Glad you're on. Hey, Tom H., glad you're on. Woke from the word of God. Amen. We got Jody on. God bless you. Hey, Brian. God bless you. Hey, Julie. God bless you. Hey, Johnny. Johnny R. God bless you. Gary B. God bless you from Northport. Glad you guys are on. All right, here we go from the blaze from two days ago. A Florida man fired a gun inside a Miami Beach hotel after he became angry that a mother and son weren't social distancing. Play the video for me. Distancing dispute that ended with shots fired inside a Miami Beach hotel. The alleged gunman caught on camera getting cuffed. And tonight we're hearing from one of the witnesses. Local 10's Janine Stanwood is live outside the jail where that suspect remains behind bars. Janine. A social distancing dispute. Isn't that a sign of the times? That suspect is still here at jail. The police say that he threatened a couple of tourists at a Miami Beach hotel. A wild night inside a hotel lobby. Bullet holes piercing the floor. A man in a surgical mask on the ground in handcuffs. After police say he fired off a bunch of shots because he claimed people inside weren't following COVID-19 rules. Police say the shooter is this man, Douglas Marks of Miami. Witnesses say he confronted a woman and her son inside the lobby of the Crystal Beach Suites at 69th and Collins. You aren't social distancing, he reportedly said. Then you all need to leave before grabbing a gun and shooting. Because you're trying to shoot him. Hey, you back to me. There you go. You know, the, the word of God says, Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. When you spew lies constantly into the bloodstream of America, when you have the mainstream media constantly lying to people 
about COVID-19, that it's a deadly plague. And this guy was a nut job anyway. However, when you have that going on constantly, this is what you reap. Crazy people like this telling somebody, you know, he said this, you all aren't social distancing, Mark's told the mother and son, according to the police report, you all need to leave. Let me take care of them. I have two people not following directions. That's what he said. That guy is saying that. Marks then pulled out a firearm and fired several shots. An anonymous male witness said he shielded the mother and son during the shooting and claimed there were like six shots. Police say the shooter continued to scream commands to social distance while holding the firearm and subsequently firing several shots. This is what happens when you lie to people. For the last, what, March, April, May, June, July, the last five, almost six months, when you sit there and you lie night after night after night, telling people that if you come into contact with anybody, did you say you get a 99.9% survival rate if you ever catch it? No, you treat it like it's a plague night in and night out. And I'm talking about almost all mainstream sources are like that. Fox can somewhat be balanced, but oftentimes they're not either. And even conservatives... Even conservatives, I don't even listen to a lot of the people I used to listen to because they've endorsed this as a pandemic. It is not a pandemic. Pandemics don't require falsified death certificates and attributions to car crashes. They don't need it. This is the the coronavirus. Listen, a pandemic is something that you have barely have any chance of surviving. This is, this is as the exact same statistics as the flu, which I won't get into time and time again, but this is what happens every single time. You guys got, we got the mask pictures ready. All right, we've well, seen some new masks that are available on the internet if you want to buy any of them. There you go. This mask is as useless as Dr. Fauci. There's one that's available. Next, warning, does not protect you or me from COVID-19, 100% accurate. It's not about safety, it's about control. That's correct. And believe me, I'm not advocating anybody to wear these. There's a symbolic. If pants won't stop a fart, do you honestly think this mask will stop a virus? No, there you go. You're not going to stop nothing. They don't do anything. There's not one. I read through the report, the, the, uh, and I, I, I kind of get all these things together and I'll read them to you more quickly next time, not tonight. But there's been about three or four studies on the efficacy of masks. And guess what? Guess what it is. Guess what their effectiveness is. Uh, none. Zero. They don't do anything at all. All right. Onward. We're going to flip back and forth from a bunch of topics tonight. Antifa in Portland. You know, remember Jerry Nadler, really the Democratic Party line, including Joe Biden, Jerry Nadler, Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi. It's all a myth, right? There's no, there's no lawlessness going on in Portland. We've basically lost one of the major cities in America. Portland is on fire. Look, look at these latest videos. Antifa burning flags and Bibles. Go ahead. There they are. Antifa burning. There's the Bibles going down. But of course, it's not related to the church, right? None of it's related to the church. There you go. That's some volume on it. Now you can bring it back to me. Remember, it's not about the church. But I guess this is all just a myth, right? It's all just a myth. And remember, I've told you for a while now. This is about the church. The COVID-19 response is an attack on the church. 
It absolutely is. You look at the most draconian governors in the union. Look at them. They're all liberal, liberal baby butchering Democrats. Every last one of them. This is an attack on the church. You cannot take America down without taking the church out. And when we had our moment to rise, and there's some that did, and there's some that are watching this, and you are basically alone. You're not alone. I'm with you. And there's countless others that are too. But when we had our chance to make a major stand, we didn't do it. But it's not too late to repent. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. It's not too late. We can win. The church has got to rise. Every church needs to open. Pastors, if you close, you are invalid until you repent of closing. Simple as that. All right, switching topics again from drewberquist.com, 726. Good news, Oprah Winfrey, who named an entire magazine and cable network after herself, will no longer have to pose for every cover of O Magazine. She posed for every single cover. She was on the cover of every last one. Plagued by all sorts of problems, including the president of her publishing house, who is getting me too for sexual harassment. And you're going to hear a common theme tonight. You hear a common theme because this is happening on Ellen DeGeneres' show also. Plagued by all sorts of problems, including the president of her publishing house who is getting me too for sexual harassment, the magazine is now done. They are closing up shop. Put that picture back up. There she is with the Harv. They're all friends. There you go. No problem until it lands on your own doorstep. But her magazine is done. Now watch this. This is out of Memphis, Tennessee. In the end times, there'll be lots and lots of lawlessness. Look at this teen mob at a putt-putt golf center in Memphis, Tennessee. Play the three videos for me. Let you spit right in his face. Boom, right there. How do you like that? Is this for George Floyd? Black Lives Matter? Explain to me what that's all about. Explain to me why that happens. I'll read, I'll read it to you again right out of the word of God. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. John chapter 8, verse 45. The devil is the father of lies. You've told these people that they've been oppressed their whole life. They haven't been oppressed. What's happened is, is that the culture that they're a part of is a fatherless by 75% culture. That's why you see a young man dive into a bumper boat's pool. It's not meant, that's not, it wasn't, that's not a swim place for kids to go swimming. That was a place for or people to have organized fun. A, a black woman go up or a black girl go up and just spit right in a man's eyes. Or a man's face, I can't say whether his eyes or not. And completely destroy the inside of that facility. Why? Because they were told that they've been oppressed by the white man. That they've been hunted down by white cops. When there's nine unarmed black men killed per last year by the police. And yet you have the whole NBA and everybody else saying that there's just systematic racism everywhere. You have multi-million dollar, really close to billion dollar athletes telling you that they've been oppressed. 
Be not deceived. You will reap what you sow. Whatever you plant in the ground, you are lying to this generation. And they feel like they can do whatever they want. Eventually, it will come knocking on your doorstep. Some people have found out. We'll, we'll go over a few of those tonight. Remember what I always tell you. When you derive all meaning in life out of being a victim, then you can't victimize other victims. You've got to find perpetrators. But when the perpetrators run out, you will find other parts, the other part of the victim class that are just a lesser victim than you are. Maybe they're less black. Maybe they're white, but they're a liberal white person that wears their Black Lives Matter shirt. Eventually, they'll come for you. Eventually, they'll even come for a LeBron James. Eventually, they will come for the, for the rich African-American because eventually, they run out of people like me. And that's what's happening. Is you sit there week after week, day after day, hour after hour, lying to an entire generation who feels like they could do that. When have you seen that in your lifetime? Name it. I'm not talking about an occasional event. I'm talking about right now, you want to talk about systemic. Lawlessness is systemic, not racism. Lawlessness is. And CNN, listen, Google, Facebook, all it will come for you. You can banish me, take me down. You can do all that. But eventually it will come for you. Jeff Bezos, you think you're safe? Eventually it will come for you. It will. Michael Bloomberg found out. He, wasn't, he was not woke enough. So they came after him with old uh, videos for, or, or recordings from him in the past. Calling him a racist. All right, from Broward County. Now what, I want to ask when I, before I even play this. Is it March? This, this news report sounds like we're in March. Play the video for me. Good evening. We begin tonight with a COVID-19 crackdown all across South Florida. COVID-19 crackdown. To Broward, out in force, making sure people in are August. following social distancing rules. We have live team covers tonight. We begin with Ian Margold with news of a new curfew in Broward County. Ian. So the headline from this new emergency order here in Broward County is that curfew. It takes effect at 11 p.m. Tonight, this new emergency order is more restrictive than anyone they have done since the shutdown was lifted. The county hoping this will slow down the transmissions of the virus. It is important that we take action to stop the continued spread of this virus that is impacting our health and impacting our economy. A new emergency order in Broward on Friday. Another step in the county's attempt to stem the spread of COVID-19. Emergency order 2022 will implement new restrictions to curtail the large social gatherings, including house parties, street parties, and other activities that are contributing to the community spread of the virus. The new order goes into effect immediately and puts into go. place a curfew for the entire county that goes from 11 p.m. until 5 a.m. each night. It also limits private gatherings to 10 people, forces diners to order and be served only at their table in restaurants, makes masks mandatory at all times inside of gyms, and vacation rentals without on-site owners or managers there to enforce the rules are banned beginning July 20th. It all comes the same hey, day. Back to me. So what is this? March 12th? Is this March 13th? March 15th? March 21st? What is this? No, it's August 1st. That was put into place last week. It started Friday last week. So we're about a week into it. You have to wear a mask inside the gym at all times. 
And okay, it must again, like I always like to do, there must be mass death in Broward County, right? And I know what they're all going to say. The reason why there isn't is because of our precautions. Then explain Sweden that did nothing. If you would have done nothing, you'd have less deaths. You had the head of the CDC saying drug overdose overdose deaths and suicides are now outnumbering coronavirus deaths. If you don't do any lockdowns at all, we'd already be past this. We'd be like Sweden. We're Sweden right now. Total economic freedom, no collapse, no recession. We have 40 million people out of work. We had a horrendous drop in our GDP. Numerous other things I'll go over tonight. We'd be like Sweden right now. Who's not looking at any. There is no real second wave, by the way, that never work. That never happens with a virus. What happens is, is you're going to have your crest of the virus and then it's going to go. It's all dependent on how fast you want it to go. If you just expose people to it. Now, what, what I mean by that is not the most vulnerable. If you expose people to it, you of course get the herd immunity and then you get past it faster. If you lock down, then people coming out of lockdown whose immune systems are now suppressed because lockdowns are horrible for people. And most people catching Corona right now are people who are in lockdown because the most unsafe place to be is lockdown in your house. The safest place to be is outside, but not in Broward County. Yeah, you, you know, there's a curfew now. You can't be out past 11. What, what are we all two years old? I mean, I want you to think about this. When have you ever seen anything like this before? So here's the, here's the statistics coming out of Broward County. They have a population of 2 million people, 2 million people live in Broward County. How many coronavirus deaths have they had? 742. Out of 2 million. Listen, every year there's hundreds of flu deaths there. Don't let the 742 meet. You know, I mean, every life is meaningful, but I'm talking about purely on statistical data levels. 742 out of 2 million. So what's your chances there? You have a 0.03 chance. 0.0. one hundredths of 1% chance of dying in Broward County of Corona, of coronavirus, COVID-19. And they're going to institute another draconian, basically lockdown. It's all that it is. Again, here we go again. Restricting businesses, masks everywhere, curfews for adults, no house parties. I mean, what, where do we live? How does this not bother people? It's amazing that people can't see it. I put that out on Facebook this, this week. It's amazing to me that people cannot see this for what it is. It is not about compassion. It is not about slowing the spread or saving lives. It's a warm up. They want to see how much they can control you, how many they can control. It's all about control. All right, I want to go into this. What happened to hydroxychloroquine? You ever, I mean, do you ever ask yourself that? The president took it. You heard right at the onset of this whole disaster of handling, not the pandemic itself, the disaster of the handling of this in numerous states. Well, what happened with hydroxychloroquine is that Trump came out and basically said, I have hopes. That's all that he did. I remember the press conference. This gives me some hope is basically what he said. That's all that he did. So are they more driven by defeating Trump or defeating the virus? Because after that, it was a pure assault on hydroxychloroquine. Now listen, I'm going to show you some videos. Hang in there. 
You know, it'll be short, but hang in there because it, 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 it's somewhat repetitive. But I want you to see more than one doctor talking about it and the repercussions of the doctors talking about it. And let me remind everybody, hit your like and share right now. Let's get this video out to as many as we can. Play the first video for me. Okay. So the board is, the fear of reprisal is the reason why we're in this place right now. Docs don't want to do this. There's a fear of reprisal. I was very worried about it, and I can tell you all the people who believe in this medication, who believe in early treatment, feel the same way. They're really scared to go forward and treat patients because they don't want to lose their medical license, and, and that's a big deal. So the intimidation is amazing. Okay, you look at this now, right? When have you ever seen that before? And again, we, uh, some, of, some of this is preaching to the choir. That's why I want you to like and share this. Yes, it'll cost you friends for them to see my chubby face on Facebook. I get it. But the thing is, you need to get, we need to get this information out. If they reject it, they reject it. We in the church are called to speak light into the darkness. That, what, have you ever seen anything like that before in your life? Oh, it's not, this is all not sane, rational, normal. Of, well, is that sane, rational, or normal? You have a doctor afraid to, to prescribe hydroxychloroquine off-label, well, I'll explain what off-label is in a minute, you, or, or prescribe it, period, because he's afraid of losing his license. When have you ever heard of a governor or a state official go in and say to a doctor, you cannot prescribe hydroxychloroquine? When have you ever heard this ever happening before? Play the next video for me have to remember that the whole purpose of locking down was not to overwhelm our health care system. Okay, we cannot forget that. We cannot just keep changing the definition and keep moving the goal, the goalpost. We are not overwhelming the health care system. There were many months that myself as an ER physician and cardiologist and neurologist, we, we were at half. I, I mean, my, my workflow is 50%. It was fabulous. I go to work and I'd see not even half the numbers of patients I normally did. This has never happened in my career as an ER doctor. I mean, if there's one thing that you have as an ER doctor is that you're busy all the time. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't drink so you don't have to go to the bathroom, right? So here I was, you know, I've seen maybe, not even half, maybe we're at 40%. Um, American College of Cardiology, they put out a paper that about 40% of strokes and heart attack-like or chest pain situations were, were just absent. The same thing for strokes. Uh, one of my colleagues, uh, as part of the American Frontline Doctors, is the chair of neurosurgery uh, over at USC, and he said he, see, he sees, he was seeing less than half the numbers of people he would otherwise help who have a special kind of thing, an aneurysm in the brain that would cause, cause bleeding and cause a stroke, and he was seeing less than half. Where are all those patients? Where are they? Are they labeled COVID deaths? You know, may, right? I mean, those are casualties of COVID, but they're not, they're not the virus. They're Everybody not the virus. All right, let's look at what she said. Now, by the way, I want you to know who that woman is. Her name is Dr. Simone Gold. Dr. Simone Gold. She is a national treasure. She's a hero in this fight. And whoever, I'll go over that in a minute. She's since lost her job because of this. A very renowned doctor, by the way, with an excellent reputation. He's an ER doctor telling you that in the midst of the height of the COVID uh, crisis, the COVID pandemic, pandemic her emergency room was half empty i've heard time and time again the, the hospitals are overrun even right now they're overrun they're all that listen there's spots every now and then that flare up whenever you hear the stats by the way that icu is 95 percent full do you know that on average icus run 91 to 100 percent full 
That's just the way it is. It's just manipulation by the media. All it's about is stoking the flame of, of Corona so that they can get kick Trump out. That's all that it's about. And I haven't been crazy about how Trump's handled this situation either. But that's what this is all about. So what did she say in there? From doctors that she spoke to, strokes were down 40%. She said herself, where are all these people? Where are all these deaths? Are they marked as Corona deaths? Is that part of the 140 to 150,000 Corona deaths? Is that explain why from January 1st? Why isn't this breaking world freaking news from January 1st until June 1st of this year that we had the exact statistical amount of deaths as we had in 2019? If you had an extra 150,000 deaths, it would show up. It didn't fact that's what happened. And we had less deaths this year in that same amount of time as we had in 2017 and the same as 18. So why is that? Why is it not coming out? This is all a giant conspiracy. Well, I'm want to be sane, you know, rational and normal, sane, sound and normal, right? You know, God gave us a brain. That's not a Bible verse. God gave us wisdom. That's not a Bible verse. Wisdom is the Bible. So when you see these things like this, this should kind of wake you up. If you were quarantined mom, or you still are quarantining yourself, or you're wearing a face diaper around everywhere you go, same amount of deaths this year as last year to date. So what are you doing? Doesn't that blow your mind? And you had her, she just said, strokes were mysteriously down 40%. What a miracle. What a miracle. Heart attack and chest pain cases down 40%. Brain aneurysms down 50%. She said, where are all these patients going? Were they labeled as COVID deaths? And then at the end, I didn't let it play long enough. She calls the lockdowns. You don't have to play. It's good. A major casualty event. Because it's a fact. Because Why? Because patients weren't going in. Well, let's think about what would happen here. You got a guy who doesn't go in who had a stroke. He dies of the stroke in hospice. They pull blood out of him and he tests positive corona. What, what would he be? He died with corona, not of corona. Listen, every single study, every study, and it's, they, they, they leach it out inch by inch out of the CDC. They're, they're doing this. They, they, they're they slow rolling, just like the Democratic Party does with Benghazi, like the Democratic Party does with Russiagate. They slow roll the data out so that nobody's shocked. But what's happening is every single study that's been done shows that between 6 and 20% of the population will catch the virus, whether it's flu or COVID. Now, what does catch mean? That means that normally 99% of all, I repeat, all COVID cases are mild. Most people never knew they had it. That's 99%. 66,000 cases right now, as I tell you frequently, I tell you the updated number from Worldometer, 66,000 cases right now of Corona worldwide are serious to critical, critical. 66,000. My county's bigger than that, that I live in. My county is 440,000 people that I live in. 66,000 worldwide have a serious to critical. Doesn't mean they're going to die of it. Case of Corona out of 8 billion people, right? But they slow roll the information that comes out. 
between 6 and 20% of the population, according to the Boston study, according to the Miami Herald study, LA County study, USC study, Stanford study, Israel study, says that those numbers, they have 16 to 13%, some of the studies, 6 to 20% from other, from, the other, from other studies. All part of that same grouping, though. They say that that many people will catch, will, ha- will catch the virus. So how many is that in America? If you just go lower end, go 10%, right? 33 million. So there's 40 million people. So if somebody dies of a stroke and they pull their blood and they have coronavirus antibodies and they go, and this is what they were doing. Deborah Burks admitted it on live TV that we have a very liberal approach to mortality. If you test positive for Corona, we will put you down as a Corona death. If you die. Whether you died of it or not. That's what she's saying. Despite the fact that other countries do not do that. We're doing it here. And that's why you got all the libtards out there going, well, that's why we have the most deaths in the world. It's just all Trump's fault. No, no. It's how the CDC is counting deaths. And it's all the false death certificates, the falsified death certificates, the fraudulent death certificates. The doctor is saying it right here. Where are all these deaths? Where are they? Amazing how the flu disappeared. February 1st, gone off the map. It was, we were having a very virulent flu season. And a lot of, some of that was even COVID. But suddenly flu, flu just completely disappeared. It's a miracle. But Simone Gold, play the next video out of Glenn Beck. Let, let me walk you through this. It's very interesting for your listeners and viewers. So doctors prescribe on-label and off-label all the time. It's irrelevant to a physician. When a drug is approved on-label, for example, for pneumonia, let's say, once it's been approved by the FDA as being safe, you then can use it off-label for another use. So when COVID came around, it looked like chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine would be helpful. So we fully expected to use it off-label. All of a sudden, we were told we couldn't use it off-label anymore. The way we were told that is various governors of various states tell their state medical boards and their state pharmacy boards that a physician can't use this for off-label use. This has never happened in the history of medicine in the past. It's just shocking. I can't even, there is no degree uh, that I can use to tell you the enormity of such a, such a statement. So there you go again. What I just told you, she just said, this has never happened before. When he, why would Andrew Cuomo, Tommy Wolf, Phil Murphy, Jay Inslee, Gavin Newsom, or any other governor have the right to tell a board, a medical board, that you shall not prescribe hydroxychloroquine. And what off-label means, I had to look it up, is prescription drugs prescribed for uses other than what the FDA approved them for. Hydroxychloroquine is a lupus drug. It's a malaria drug, but it is very, very effective for treating COVID-19. French study, 91% effective in curing COVID. Mixed with zinc and azithromycin. It's hard to say that word. It's basically a COVID. The the doc said it, of which she was a part of the group. When you had the African-American doctor on Capitol Hill speaking, that video was taken down by YouTube, by Google, taken down off Facebook, off everything. Taken down because she says she treated about 300 patients, many of them over 90 years old, with hydroxychloroquine, right? And she was basically 100% effective. But you can't have that because if, if the treatment of corona is successful and you stop the pandemic, then Trump easily wins in November. Can't have that. The Democratic Party would rather have people die. 
And like, no, people aren't like that. Really? You believe that about the Democrats? Those who are absolutely fine with wrenching out innocent babies by the millions every year, limb by bloody limb out of a woman's womb? You honestly think they care? They don't. They only care about power. They only care about socialism. They only care about defeating Donald Trump. That's all that it's about. That's it. Believe me, they don't think it's ever going to touch them. Nancy Pelosi in her $30,000 freezer with her gourmet ice cream and she's worth $69 million. They don't think this will ever come and touch them. They're not worried about it. But this was a very, very serious thing that happened. The absolute, I don't know what the word is, suppression of hydroxychloroquine. A very effective, effective treatment. Now I want to just one last video on Dr. Simone Gold here on Tucker. Look at what happened to her. Play that one for me. Dr. Simone Gold was in that video, the banned one. She was censored, but more than that, she was fired from her job apparently for appearing in that video. We're going to get the story directly from her because she joins us now. Doctor, thanks so much for coming on. Can it be Thank true you. that you lost your job for expressing your medical opinions on camera? Yes, thank you so much. I'm a board certified emergency physician for 20 years. In fact, until seems like five minutes ago, I was considered a hero and people would be clapping and glad that I was doing what I was doing. And then the video came out and I was summarily fired for appearing in what was told to me is an embarrassing video. So that's what happened. Uh, leaving aside the legal question of whether an employer is just allowed to fire someone for appearing in a video that might hurt the Biden campaign, I'm interested in what their justification was. You're a doctor treating patients in an emergency room. What does a video have to do with your work? Yeah, of course it has nothing to do with my work. I'm very well liked, well regarded. Thankfully, I've got a wonderful reputation with the patients, with my staff, with my colleagues, and I actually enjoy what I do. But you know, we came to Washington because we're so distressed, you know, frontline doctors like myself, we're seeing patients not get what they need. We're seeing the doctor-patient relationship being completely eroded, that the governors are empowering pharmacies to overrule doctors who've had conversations with their patients. It's really something that Americans should be alarmed about. And as you probably know, um, I did not know things were gonna go viral, of course. I was told later that we were the most viral video of, of all time. Apparently there was 18 million views on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever it is, and they all kind of summarily pulled all of it. It's, it was just all taken off. My own website was taken down, um, and it's been interesting ever since. Now you bring it back to me. And, and Do you catch everything she said there? Not only that, was her video banned off of all social media platforms, but they also pulled down her webpage. I mean, I want you to think about that. No, I want to be one of those people, Tom, that's just saying rational and normal no conspiracies for me really so this is all about COVID-19 what harm was hydroxychloroquine doing well you know you had that article that came out that said it was killing people that article had to be pulled down which I'll go over later you know why it was pulled down because they couldn't find the data that supported the article I'll go over that later but this one this doctor who is right she is a hero has been summarily fired her webpage pulled down, her URL taken down. She had to do another, she had to go find another URL because hers is now no longer available to her. Fired from her job for making a video. But this is all about controlling, controlling the Kung flu, right? That's what, do you still believe that? Quarantine mom, mask wearing, virtue signaling Republican. You still believe it? You still, I mean, why would you ever wear a mask? Why would you ever believe what Nancy Pelosi is pushing on you? Why? 
Let me read you this. This is from a tweet from the True Pundit. Deadly cover-up. Fauci approved hydroxychloroquine 15 years ago to cure coronaviruses. Nobody needed to die from the True Pundit. From the Virology Journal, the official publication of Dr. Fauci's National Institutes of Health, published what is now a blockbuster article on August 22nd, 2005, under the heading, Get Ready for This, Chloroquine is a Potent Inhibitor of SARS-CoV, SARS Coronavirus Infection and Spread. Dr. Didier Rialt, the uh, uh, Anthony Fauci of France. This is still from the Virology Journal. As such a no, it's not a different article. Had such a spectacular success using hydroxychloroquine to treat patient to treat victims of SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus that he said way back on February 22nd that it's game over for coronavirus. I remember that. It should have been. Why wasn't it? Why wasn't why wasn't there mass distribution of hydroxychloroquine? And you're like, Tom, you're a man of faith. Yeah, I bind and loose, but most people aren't. I was never worried about it or take nothing, period. I bind and I loose. Matthew 16, 19. But for most of the population, they're not doing that. Most Christians aren't. And that's why I thank God for doctors and nurses stealing this from Andrew Womack. If it wasn't for doctors and nurses, all the Christians would be dead. But he said right here, it's game over. Why? What happened? And he, I remember that study. He was basically 100% effective. What happened? He and his team of researchers reported that the use of hydroxychloroquine administered with both azithromycin azithromycin and zinc cured 79 of 80 patients with only rare and minor adverse effects. In conclusion, the researchers write, we confirm the efficacy of hydroxychloroquine associated with azithromycin in the treatment of COVID-19 and its potential effectiveness in the early impairment of contagiousness. There you go. It was over. But because Trump mentioned it, what if Trump went the opposite? What do you think would happen? Because Trump mentioned it, they suppressed it. They antagonized it. They said that it was deadly to people. Can you imagine all the people at CNN, all the people on mainstream channels, they have literal blood on their hands. They really do. People could have lived by the thousands, worldwide by the thousands, if they wouldn't have suppressed hydroxychloroquine. Yes, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely unreal. Again, I ask, when have you ever seen anything like this where a governor tells a medical board, a governor like Pritzker in what, in, in Illinois, Telling, telling people, no, they, they just did it in, in Ohio. They've, they've since taken it back. Mike DeWine, for some reason, grew a brain suddenly and took it back. But they outlawed it again in Ohio for a day and then took it back. Dr. Fauci praises new tests of expensive Gilead drug, Remdesivir. Here's your other reason why hydroxychloroquine was suppressed. Why it was outlawed. It was actually outlawed by governors who have never practiced medicine in their life. You know, really, for all intents and purposes, you can say the same thing about Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci, listen, Anthony Fauci hasn't seen a patient in at least 40 years. And you have frontline surgeons, frontline doctors, ER doctors, nurses, all singing the praise of hydroxychloroquine. And you have idiot governors 
outlawing it. Idiot governors telling people that they can't prescribe it. Why? And again, you know, I want to say this. Aren't we all adults here? If you, if you go, you know, people are talking about, you know, most people that have died of coronavirus are, are elderly folks. Most people that have died of coronavirus are not elderly people. Yes, they are elderly, but most of the people that have died of coronavirus were inside of nursing homes. Most elderly people are not inside nursing homes. Most elderly people are perfectly fine and can make all the decisions themselves. Can't they decide whether or not to take hydroxychloroquine? You might be like, well, yeah, but you know, that's what we do to keep people safe. Hydroxychloroquine has been on the market for 65 freaking years. It's been used to treat lupus. It's been treat, used to treat arthritis. It's been used to treat malaria. It has no real side effects. Of course, you know, the study that was one of the studies that was done, they injected like three times the amount into a lab rat and it adversely affected the rat three times the amount that you're supposed to use. Well, that might, that might happen with people too if you use three times the amount that you're supposed to use. But Dr. Fauci praises new test on expensive Gilead drug because you get about a whole round, a whole week's worth, like 50 cents a dose, and you can take it orally. You don't have to take it intravenously. Remdesivir, you do. You have to run a line. You have to run a pick line to take it. Hydroxychloroquine, you can just take tablets. And remdesivir is like 3,000 plus per dose. Hydroxychloroquine, you can run a whole week for like 600 bucks. Dr. Fauci praises new tests on expensive Gilead drug remdesivir. It's getting a little wonky here, but hang with me. Hang with me. But sneered at less expensive and more effective hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine is cheap, effective, and easy to administer. This is back a while, but on Tuesday, the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, AAPS, released a report. Now, remember, this is earlier on. I don't have the date on here. I wish I had the date. Released a report endorsing hydroxychloroquine. Who did? The Association of American Physicians and Surgeons endorsed hydroxychloroquine, but then it gets banned by Andrew Cuomo. And then it gets banned by Tom Wolf or Phil Murphy. Released a report endorsing hydroxychloroquine, saying the drug has about a 90% chance of helping COVID-19 patients. But as we reported earlier this month, Dr. Fauci has his own favorite, the more expensive remdesivir from Gilead. Now, what's, you know, I gave you this list. There's a whole list here of people, names, faces, and slogans that you need to pay close attention to. One of those names, of course, is the Fauci, but... To pay close attention to Gilead because Fauci is a spokesperson and paid spokesperson for Gilead. And lo and behold, it's Gilead's drug. He, he suppresses, mocks, and maligns, calls, calls the results anecdotal, almost like a fairy tale is what anecdotal means. The hydroxychloroquine results. But yet touts remdesivir. Remdesivir is not nearly as good and not nearly as effective as hydroxychloroquine. Recent history provides too many examples of institutional failure. We have already examined how lacking Dr. Fauci is now and how, how and has been before during the HIV crisis. 
Despite President Trump's enthusiasm for, for the drug hydroxychloroquine to treat coronavirus, the federal funding powerhouse led by Dr. Anthony Fauci isn't spending any money on it, and clinical trials for it are lagging behind other drug studies. Instead, Fauci has been touting remdesivir from Gilead through the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Gilead's remdesivir costs thousands of dollars and works less well than hydroxychloroquine. A generic that has worked on all over the world. Remdesivir requires intravenous administration and has stronger side effects. Fauci works closely with Gilead and other drug manufacturers. Once again, Gilead has helped advance Fauci's public persona while he has advanced their drugs, sometimes even against the interests of the U.S. government or HIV AIDS patients. Fauci even praised a Gilead television ad for Truvada or PrEP, a $1,000 a month drug. It's illegal in most countries for pharmaceutical companies to advertise, but Fauci found much to like in the ad. He had a reason to. After all, his organization funded the study with your money. He and Gilead are like this. Gilead's got nothing to do with hydroxychloroquine. So goodbye, hydroxychloroquine. That's what Fauci is really all about. Let me read you this out of the Gateway Pundit back in May. The first case of COVID-19 in the U.S. treated with remdesivir was in late January. Fact! Two weeks later, China was mass producing the drug. The firm called Gilead Sciences and Dr. Fauci are in the middle of this. The firm Gilead Scientist, Sciences and Dr. Fauci are in the middle. The first known case of SARS-CoV-2 showed up in the U.S. in Washington State on January 19th, 2020. He was finally given the drug being developed remdesivir. Soon after treatment, the individual recovered. The Washington State patient was lucky that the clinic that he first attended provided his samples to the CDC. It's certainly unique that the patient was recommended remdesivir for treatment. He was then advertised as the first COVID-19 infected person to recover from remdesivir. By mid-February, a Chinese company started mass producing remdesivir. Then in late February, a study began in Nebraska to evaluate remdesivir. Now get this, the guy was treated without any clinical trials from remdesivir that was fine but you're not allowed to do it for hydroxychloroquine wonder why that is oh that's interesting coincidence there's a coinkydink remdesivir no clinical trials the clinical trials for SARS-CoV-2 for first person to have SARS-CoV-2 is on you for remdesivir but not for hydroxychloroquine. Oh, we got to go through all the trials. We got to do, but remdesivir, which never existed up to a few years ago, and you've got a 65 year plus track record on hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine banned experimental remdesivir used on the first SARS CoV patient. How does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. How it makes sense is one word corruption, absolute corruption. Anthony Fauci, remdesivir, Gilead, like that. That's what happened. Fact, that is exactly what happened. That's why it's been suppressed. Remember the Lancet article that came out. There's a Lancet is a major medical magazine, a major medical journal. It, it said that hydroxychloroquine causes various whatever problems. Completely and totally retracted. Why? 
Well, they do something in medical circles called peer review, right? We have other doctors look at your research and decide whether it's valid or not. Well, when the peer reviewers came in, they could not access the data used in the Lancet study. Whoops. And you know, this is not uncommon for Democrats. Democrats oftentimes will cite something as fact. And when you go to look at their data, they refuse to give it to you. I wonder why that is strange coin ink again. These coincidences just keep coming, but they went to, so Lancet had to retract it. Now look what CNN had to do. Whoops. President Trump there. Here's how they started. Now let's look at the dates. April 11th. CNN, President Trump is wrong in so many ways about hydroxychloroquine studies. Here are the facts, right? They have all their fact checkers out. Well, here's what they had to do What uh, last month, about one month ago. Study finds hydroxychloroquine helped corona patients survive better. And that's a very benign way to put it. In other words, the real fact is you get on that early, you got 90% chance of survival. You're doing great. That's the facts. All right, some, some quick hitters now from, from today. Supreme Court hands Trump a victory, says border wall construction will can continue with Department of Defense funds. Way to go, Trump. Build that wall. Build it. Amen. Here's another one. Virginia Military Institute will not remove Confederate mon- monuments or, re- or rename buildings. Good for you, Virginia Military Institute. Hang in there. Don't let them turn you. Don't let them turn you and burn you because they will. Michigan GOP tries to ban coronavirus patients from nursing homes. Here's what Mich- Michigan Republicans right now are trying. Gretchen Whitmer still is putting coronavirus patients into nursing homes on August 1st, 2020. And the Republican Party in Michigan is trying to get her to stop. She won't. They put a bill in. She vetoed it. I got to get those corona patients into the nursing homes. I got to get those corona patients into the nursing homes. Evil. Absolute demonic evil. Gretchen Whitmer. What a disaster. What a horrid human being. Front runner. One of the front runners. I know it's supposedly Kamala Harris. Front runner for Biden's running mate though. Oh, Gretchen. Something special. Something special evil about that woman. Here's another one. Quick hitters. Rioters leave grisly threat for police outside Portland Justice Center. A burned, decapitated pig's head with a police hat on it. Lovely people. Here's another one. After employees complained, Colorado declares racism a public health crisis. Explain that to me. If I have a giant boil on my right butt cheek, that is a health crisis. This is not a health crisis. It's got nothing to do with health. If you're a racist, you're immoral. Simple as that. You're an immoral person. There you go. It's got nothing to do with health. Nothing. See how I told you. It's all interweaved together. It's this, I know I've told you this a bunch of you watch this, but it's all the same lie over and over again. The lie of systemic racism, the lie of the threat of Corona. It's a very small, small death percentage blown up to be a big percentage lie to the American public and see who will buy in, which sadly has been many or most. But after employees complained, Colorado declares racism. A public health crisis. 
So basically, it's the same as bubonic plague. And we'll hire, here's how they're going to solve the public health crisis. And we'll hire equity and an equity and inclusion officer. What kind of badge does that guy get? Black Lives Matter fist? The state of Colorado plans to declare racism a public health crisis and hire more people of color into its health department, including an equity and inclusion officer, the Denver Post reported. That is just sad and pathetic, all wrapped up into one. More quick hitters. Detroit police chief says the city hasn't experienced violent riots for one reason. One reason. Cops don't retreat here. Yes, don't let them turn you. Florida's, you know, every time I get excited about somebody taking a stand, the next day I see they retracted their comments or they apologized. You know how many times I've apologized? Let me add them out. None. Florida's largest police union unanimously endorses President Trump. This is happening all over the country for the first time ever. I talk about the negative first times ever. Here are the good first times ever. Right here. Here's another one. I don't know if this is the first time ever, but this is happening all over the country. Florida's largest police union unanimously, everybody voted. You know how often that happens in a room full of cops? Unanimously endorses President Trump in emergency vote. We're, quote, we're being used like a punching bag and we're tired of it. Amen. Don't let him turn you. Senator, another quick hitter, Senator Dianne Feinstein defends China. Well, that makes sense considering that her chauffeur was a Chinese spy for 20 years. Her chauffeur of 20 years was a Chinese spy. Fact. Of course she defends him. Says it's growing into a responsible nation. Oh, China is. Don't worry, we'll go over that later. And shouldn't be blamed for the coronavirus. Who else are you going to blame? Let's see. It got out in Wuhan, China. Then they lied about it for forever. Who else? They only closed down Wuhan and let it spread throughout the globe where they could have contained it right where they're at. Nah, we're not going to blame them. Go ahead, you can put that picture up. That's good stuff. She pushed for expanded trade relations with China as her husband's company was partnering with business ventures in the country, the Free Beacon reported. Another quick hitter. Dutch government rejects. See this good news out there. All you people taking stands, keep them going. Don't let them turn you. Dutch government rejects mandated masks, says they could actually increase risk of transmission. Uh, Yeah, that's correct. Because as you breathe the bacteria into your face diaper and suck it back in, you can get infected. Another quick hitter. A convicted murderer was released to help COVID-19 spread in prison. So what they did here, of course, in the illustrious People's Republic of California, as Jonathan Shuttlesworth calls it, they really, yeah, you can put that up. There you go. That's apropos. There you go. California psycho Gavi Newsom. This is his lovely, his lovely approach to controlling the uh, pandemic with his 40 million people and 5,000 deaths, 40 million people in California with about 5,000 Corona deaths. A convicted murderer, that's the big M, convicted, slated to spend 68 years in prison, was released to help reduce the COVID-19 spread in prison. Got to keep those murderers safe. Got to keep them safe. The victim's family is outraged. What did she do exactly? Well, let's look. She carjacked the victim, shot the victim in the abdomen, put him in the trunk of her car, drove the victim to a hotel room, laid him in the hotel room alone, and he died there. 
And he just, and this person, which is a she, just got let, let out of prison because they got to protect the prison population for COVID-19. Because such a deadly pandemic, right? I mean, if you get it, you only have a 99.9% chance of surviving if you catch it. You got to protect that murderer. Good job, Gabby Newsom, galactic moron. Here's another one. Last quick hitter for now. Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago sees a 139% increase in the murder rate for the month of July as compared to the month of July in 2019. Good work, Democratic Party. From the Gateway Pundit from today, these five Democratic governors behind tens of thousands thousands of coronavirus deaths sent COVID-19 patients to nursing homes. There's only five that did it. And guess what they all have in common? They're all five Democrats. What a shock. I thought they were the compassionate ones. The people who butcher 1.2 million babies inside the womb or outside the womb or in the birth canal every year in America. I thought they were the ones full of compassion, right? Nah. All an updated study revealed 45%. I told you it would go up. Started at 43. Who knows where it'll end up? Right now it's got up to 45 an updated study revealed 45% of all U.S. coronavirus deaths occurred in nursing homes. Now we're up to 45. Let's see where we are in a month. I will bet you that it gets well above 50%. Well above 50%. That comes out to, ready? 73,733 deaths in nursing homes. Good job, politicians. You had one job. They didn't lock down anybody in Sweden. They just they didn't lock down anybody in Japan. They just protected their elderly. That's all you had to do. You never needed to tell somebody running their gym to close it. You never needed to tell a pastor, although they were perfectly willing to absolutely grab as far down on their ankles as they possibly could for the United States government and for their governor and to be a community partner and a good neighbor. You never needed to tell a church to close. You never needed a social distance. You needed herd immunity. You just let that run through your healthy population. Protect those in nursing homes, which wasn't done. Only 73,000 are dead. Good job. And again, that 73,000, we have to use a grain of salt with that because lots of coronavirus deaths well, a lot of, lots of deaths are attributed to coronavirus deaths, including inside nursing homes that are not. That's been caught. They caught somebody. They caught him recently. I can't remember which state where a guy had three weeks to live. He was in hospice. He died because of like advanced stage lung cancer. And they put him down as a COVID death over and over and over again. These lies will be exposed. And you know, one of the reasons why they'll be exposed, exposed because people love money. I know love of money, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10 is the root of all evil, but sometimes it actually illuminates things because the insurance company is paying out the yin-yang for coronavirus cases. They're going to want to know who really died of COVID. It's going to come out. Watch. On with this. Only 0.6% of the U.S. population, 0.6%. Let me say it again. 0.6%. 6% of the U.S. population lives in nursing homes, but over 45% of the coronavirus deaths were in these centers. 0.6% of the population 
added up to just under 50% of COVID coronavirus deaths. That's where we're at. Because you have galactic, and these same galactic idiots, we'll all name them all in a second, are also telling their states to do what? Not, not hand out hydroxychloroquine, which is very effective for the elderly as long as you get it to them early. But these idiots not only didn't hand them the drugs that they needed, they sent the Grim Reaper into the nursing home. Who are they? Here's the five Democratic govern governors that did this. And Gretchen Whitmer's still doing it. Democratic governor, Andrew Cuomo of New York. Most deaths in the nation. Democratic governor, Gavin Newsom in California. Democratic governor, Tom Wolf in Pennsylvania. And never forget his lovely, what's, what's the title? Health secretary, Rachel Levine. Never forget that, that, that beauty who's actually a man. Goes by the name of Rachel Levine. What did she, what did, I don't I almost slipped. What did he do? It's hard to, it's hard to get, there he is. Let me repeat, there he is. Here's the, here's what the article said. Despite issuing such a directive from Tom Wolf, the directive being put Corona patients into nursing homes. Despite issuing such a directive, health secretary, Rachel Levine, I love how they wrote this article, removed his own mother from a personal care home during the pandemic. So she made, again, what's good for thee is not good for me. That's your 2020 Democratic Party. So, so far we got Democratic governors, Andrew Cuomo, Gavin Newsom, Tom Wolf, Phil Murphy, in New Jersey, which has the highest death percentage in the country, of course. And of course, Gretchen Whitmer, all the other ones have retracted it. But lo and behold, there she is. She's still doing it. There she is. She's still, man, she is committed to killing old people. Good job, Gretchen. Good job. All right, switching topics again from Bridget Gabriel. Restaurant, look at this. This is the saddest thing I've ever seen. No, not the saddest thing I've ever seen. I was a cop for 25 years. Seen much sadder, but this is sad. From Bridget Gabriel, restaurant asking not to be looted. Look what it says. This is a family, this is in Portland, of course. A hub of the Democratic Party. This is a family-owned restaurant. We've already been struggling to live. Please don't hurt us. Again, there you see the interweaving of the two lies. Systemic racism in law enforcement which is causing them to have to put up a sign begging people not to loot them. The false allegation of systemic racism in law enforcement. False allegation. False allegation. Mixed with what? They were already struggling to survive from what? The other lie that Democrats are throwing out, that the, that the coronavirus is this deadly bubonic plague, that if you catch it or you come close to somebody who doesn't have a mask on, you're a dead man. All a bunch of freaking lies. Bunch of freaking liars. Yes, I'm breaking out all my Christian cuss words tonight. You'll hear crap. You'll hear bull crap. And you'll hear freaking busting them all out on you tonight. I'm all fired up. All right. American News 728. This is this is funny. I mean, I'm sorry. It's it's funny. It's freaking funny. Radio host mock Trump by claiming Seattle is peaceful. <laughs> then rioters wrecked his apartment building. Whoops. Play the video for me. 
Here's the Starbucks on the ground floor of his apartment building. He likes to go down there and get his latte every day. That's gone now. He claimed that here, here's what he wrote. Seattle radio host. His name's Paul Gallant. I know that my, my man Aaron's looking for him right now. Seattle radio host and Twitter based criminal defense advocate, Paul Gallant dunked on president Trump last month by denying that the riots are violent. <laughs> what an idiot. Then the radio host was, was scored on <laughs> by rioters who set fire to his apartment. Now he's taking up arms. Gallant had a sudden change of heart towards the peaceful protesters. When he came home to his apartment complex vandalized, he found the Starbucks Underneath broken into with graffiti plastered on the storefront, cops told residents to stay away in case of explosive devices. His tweet said this, came home to my apartment complex. The Starbucks underneath has been destroyed and cops are telling us to stay away in case something explosive is inside. He also said that he's going to go and get a gun. Amazing how it's amazing to me how demon rats have absolutely put up there have absolutely no principles. If you are Mr. Anti-Gun, if you're Mr. Anti-Gun, then you should stick with it, right? Listen, no matter what, I'm pro-life. No matter what, no matter what, I'm, I'm anti-gay marriage. No matter what, I'm pro-small government. No matter what, if it cost me my cop job, I would have voted against big government. I have principles, my principles stay no matter what the situation is. Doesn't mean I'm flawless. I have sinned a lot. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm just saying that I'm a principled human being. They don't ebb and flow. As soon as something bad happens to him, he goes, well, I've been against guns my whole life. Not anymore. All right. Dinesh D'Souza post. All the NBA players on the opening weekend knelt for the national anthem. What a sad and pathetic I'm about to show you videos. The, this will enrage you. Get ready. Play the first one. All the players. All the coaches. How dare they even show the Stars and Stripes. And even the referees. All knelt for the national anthem. You can bring it back to me. That was the Utah Jazz. You can flow some pictures through, buddy, while I'm talking. That was the Utah Jazz and the New Orleans Pelicans. That was the first NBA games of the year. Here's LeBron. There's LeBron James right there kneeling. Of course, what a shock. The NBA had a long-standing rule that players must stand for the national anthem. Well, here's the quote from the NBA commissioner. Adam Silver. You can show that picture too, buddy, while I'm talking. It's all good. The NBA commissioner said, it will actually quickly announced that the policy is being adjusted. So they had a long-standing policy saying that you had to stand for the national anthem. Well, the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, announced quickly that that policy is being adjusted. What a surprise. From the Blaze and Greg Jarrett, 729. We do have a hero in our midst. I please don't let me down. <laughs> I'm about to sing your praises. Please, Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic. Please don't let me down. I know you don't care. really. You don't even know me, but please don't let me down. A single player in the NBA, single 
So far, with all the national anthems played for the opening of the NBA season, I don't know how many games there is, 3, 10, 50. I have no clue because you know what? I hate the NBA. I hate the NFL. I hate Major League Baseball. Yeah, hate. You're like, you can't hate. Yes, you can. There are six things the Lord hates. Seven that are an abomination to him. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. So I hate them. I, I don't hate the people. I hate the organizations. A single player in the NBA has stood alone, literally, Again, from the blazing Greg Jarrett, during America's national anthem since games resumed this week after a 20-week break due, not a 20-week break, 20-week cancellation due to COVID-19. His name is Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic. Look at this video. Now this takes brass. You know what? Right there. Yes. Pause it for me. Just pause it. Right there, pause it. Oh, there you go. That right there. No Black Lives Matter shirt. Not kneeling with everybody else. Look, who else is even not kneeling in the picture? Not a freaking soul. Standing alone. Not even wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. Keep playing it. Of course, the singer can't be there in person because she doesn't want to die of Corona. She doesn't want to die of the Rona. What a stud this guy is. Bring it back to me. Let's go live. After noting, we're going to show his press conference in a minute. After noting that he did not kneel during the playing of the Star Spangled Matter or wear a Black Lives Matter shirt along with other players, a reporter asked Isaac, get this. This is the opening salvo of the liberal elitist Democratic Party acolyte hack Media, and I mean every last word that I jammed into that sentence. No, it was not grammatically correct. But this is the first, the first, the first question asked to Jonathan Isaac is, do you not care about black lives? Watch the video. So you didn't kneel during the anthem, but you also didn't wear a Black Lives Matter shirt. Uh, do you believe that Black Lives Matter? <sighs> Absolutely. I believe that Black Lives Matter. Um, a, lot, a lot went into my Give as much volume as can. Part of it is first off. Um, it's, it's my thought that, you know, kneeling or wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt um, don't go hand in hand with supporting Black Lives. And so um, I felt like just me personally, um, and what it is that I believe in standing on the stance that um, I do believe that Black Lives Matter, but I, I just felt like it was a decision that I had to make and, and, and I, I didn't, um, you know, feel like putting, putting that shirt on and, and kneeling uh, went hand in hand with supporting black lives or that it, it made me support black lives or not i believe that uh, for myself my, my, my life has been supported um, through the gospel of jesus christ and, and that everyone is made in the image of god and that we all fall short of god's glory and that uh you know each and every one of us each and every day do things that we shouldn't do we say things that we shouldn't say and we hate and we, we dislike people that we shouldn't hate and dislike um, and, and sometimes it gets into a point where we point fingers about whose evil is worse and, and sometimes it comes down to simply whose evil is, is most visible. Now you bring so, it back um, to me. At the end of that, he actually said, now he, this dude was for real. Right? If, he, if he lives what he's preaching, this dude is for real. They're, listen, most quote unquote Christian people, I don't believe in them much anymore because they don't preach the gospel. They don't live the life. Listen again, it's not that I haven't sinned. I've sinned. I struggle with sin. But when I sin, I get it right with God. I don't, I don't work it into my theology so that I can keep on sinning. 
like the progressive church, like all the churches, a lot of the churches that have closed their doors because they just have no Bible base whatsoever. This guy at the end, Jonathan, I want to get his name. I don't call him this guy because he's a wonderful human being so far. Jonathan Isaac, he says at the end of that, that people need to repent of their sins and receive Christ. I mean, oh my gosh, what a dream. What a, don't let them turn you, dude. Don't let them turn you, my brother. Don't let them turn you. They will. Listen, he's right. Black Lives Matter, that wearing that shirt, you are supporting. Listen, have you ever gone on their website? Do you know what Black Lives Matter is? It was made by, absolutely, the organization was formed by three Marxists. Two of them are gay activists. There's gay transgender rights stuff all over Black Lives Matter, all over the Black Lives Matter website. They are absolute radical, anti-family Marxist Leninists. That's who they are. He's right. You don't support them. Go ahead, flash that picture if you can get up there really quick. That's, that's Black Lives Matter. Patrice Colors, Omel Samadhi, whatever, something like that. I can't remember her name. Okay, what's the other one? I can't remember their name, though. But Patrice Colors is the one. She might be the one out front. I can't, I can't tell. I can't remember. From the Western Journal. Now, this is interesting. And again, Hang with me with this because I want you to know this stuff. This is important. This is about the NBA in China. Now, you got all these NBA athletes, all multi, multi-millionaires, now all kneeling for the national anthem, all allegedly caring about the lives. Now, remember, 2019, nine unarmed black men were killed by the police. Seven out of the nine were committing lethal obstruction of law enforcement lethal you know you, you have a law enforcement use of force continuum again i was a cop for 25 years you have a law enforcement you have a uh, use of force continuum and these people were all you know, seven out of nine were lethally obstructive to law enforcement there the life of the law enforcement officer was in danger two were not 19 white people were 19 white men were killed unarmed 19 unarmed white men were killed the same year by law enforcement those are the facts right there's 43 million african americans nine were killed by law enforcement when they were unarmed 200 total were killed by law enforcement in 2019 200 to 250 in 2019, out of 43 million, 600 white people total were killed. 1,000 total people were killed by law enforcement in 2019. And that's what they're kneeling over. That's, that's what they're kneeling over. Right? Systemic racism in law enforcement. That a white cop is an existential threat to every black man walking down the street. No, not the case. Not via FBI UCR statistics, it's not. You're making it up, LeBron. You're making it up. But here's what, the F, here's what the NBA doesn't give a crap about. And that's what's going on in China because they've got to get the money. This is a little wonkish. Stay with me. I'm going to read it fast. According to ESPN, ESPN, way to go. Seriously, now this is just from two days ago. Two days ago. And here they all are kneeling, right? Good job, ESPN. Listen, ESPN is a liberal hack site. But when they get it right, you got to do it. You got to tell them. You got to say it. Maybe they'll turn around. You never know. You can only hope. According to the Western Journal and ESPN from 729, according to, e to an ESPN report released on Wednesday, the NBA's China 
academies are abusing young players. The article also alleges that the NBA had been warned of the abuses. The NBA reportedly told coaches not to comment on the China, uh, on China for the story. Since late last year, the NBA has been quiet about its controversial relationship with China, refusing to openly condemn many of the human rights abuses that the Chinese government continues to inflict on its people. One of the American coaches went as far as to describe the project, went as far to describe, to describe the project was a sweat camp for athletes. Imagine you have a kid who's 13, 14, 13 or 14 years old, and you've got, this is a person's quote, so it's not grammatically right. That's why I'm flipping it around in my head here. And you've got a grown coach who is 40 years old hitting your kid, another coach said. We're part of that. The NBA is part of that. NBA Deputy Commissioner Chief Operating Officer Mark Tatum told ESPN that the league had received a handful of complaints regarding the mistreatment of young Chinese players, which prompted the NBA to warn Chinese local authorities Ooh, that the league had zero tolerance, typical lib speak, zero tolerance, all the while tolerating it for such behavior. Perhaps the most troubling of all, the end of the NBA China camps was the camp in Zhejiang, a police state located in Western China. Listen to this. Now the Zhejiang region is known for its, how do you pronounce it again? Uyghur population, Uyghur population. China is currently enacting a cultural genocide of the Uyghurs, a majority Muslim ethnic minority in China. Let's get it out there. The NBA doesn't give a crap about that. A, a cultural genocide of these people doesn't care. Uyghurs are also being captured and transported to labor camps. Play the video. There's no sound to it. This is just drone footage. In July, well, I'll read it. I want you to finish watching this. These people, it, it zooms in. We'll let it play. These are all Uyghur Muslims being blindfolded by the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, and led onto trains. It'll go zoom in there just enough to see that they're blind. Look at them, blindfolded, sitting on the ground. Look at that. See the blindfolds right there. You see them very clearly. Blindfolded, sitting on the ground, masked up. Of course, because he can't catch the Rona. They're going to send you to a labor camp. A, probably a re-education labor camp, but you, at least they're going to keep you safe from the Rona. They're loading these people up. This is going on where there is an NBA basketball camp. Back to me. In July, in a July 10th letter, Republican Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri criticized the NBA's July 3rd decision to allow players to wear certain Social and political messages on their jerseys in support of movements like Black Lives Matter, especially considering the league's unwillingness to call out the Chinese government. Conspicuously missing from the list of approved phrases are any in support of the victims of the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, including the people of Hong Kong, whose remaining freedoms are being extinguished by the CCP's newly in 
enacted national security law, given the NBA's troubled history of excusing and apologizing for brutal repression, for the brutal repression of the Chinese communist regime, regime, these omissions are striking. So you can put Black Lives Matter, but you can't put free Hong Kong. You can't put, I stand with the Uyghurs. I can't do any of that. Or free China. You can't do any of that, but you can put Black Lives Matter for nine, nine. Did you see how many people were being loaded onto that train to go to a re-education labor camp? Who knows if they're ever coming back alive? Does LeBron care about that at all? No. Nine unarmed black men out of 43 million African-American citizens were killed by the police. 19 whites, 600 whites killed by the police, 250 blacks killed by the police in 2019. Does the NBA, don't ever let the facts get in the way of your kneeling for the national anthem under the auspices of systemic racism in law enforcement. Bold-faced freaking lie. That's what it is. And all of you capitulating, pansy, wimpy pastors out there, your first chance you can do right after the death of George Floyd. Oh, let's talk about racism. It's okay that we talk about racism today. You bunch of cowards. Bunch of capitulating, butt-kissing cowards. That's what you are. If you ever closed your door, that's what you are. Repent. Repent. So here's how I look at it. The NBA is fine with the following. I wrote a list. Re-education camps. They're fine with that. The forced takeover of Hong Kong. Forced abortions. Forced sterilizations. Religious persecution. They're fine with that. People being loaded onto trains, blindfolded. NBA's perfectly fine with that. Perfectly fine. China stealing U.S. technology. Their consulate in Texas just closed. No free speech. Fine with that. Fine with socialism and communism. Why are they fine with it? I have the answer for you out of American cinema. Why is the NBA absolutely 100% fine? Play the video. Jerry, I'm sitting here with an amp problem. I got ants going up and down my hallway. Or I put it in the wrong one. 232, it should start. It's over. The moment's over. Let it go. All right. Now let me show you the difference. Let me show you the difference now. What I was going to show you was show me the money <laughs> from Jerry Maguire. That was the, uh, was going to show you. That's what the NBA is. is all about. Oh, here we go. Show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. That's all the NBA cares about. That is it. Play it again. Play it again. If you can hit it again, you've got you to gotta play it again. Let it run for a minute. It's too good. Here you go. NBA. Show me the money. Yeah. Oh, Here we go. No. NBA. 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 Let it play. That's the NBA. Here we go. Here's some more NBA. Show you the money. Oh, no, no. You can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it with you. What mean it, brother? Hey, I got Bob Sugar on the other line. I better hear you say it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Show you the money. Show you, show me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. Louder. Show me the money. That's it, brother. But you got to Come on, NBA. Come on, NBA. Come on, LeBron James. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Show me the money. You can bring it back to me.
That's what the NBA is all about. That's it. Now let me show you a difference. Let's look at the NHL. And by the way, again, NHL, please don't let me down. Because I'm switching. I'm switching to the NHL. As of right now, unless they bow their knee, and I mean their league has to bow their knee, one player, whatever. But I'm talking about the, as a league. Let's look at their national anthem. Oh, yeah. Come on. No better place to end it than right there. Listen again, tomorrow is church day. If you need a place to go, let me put out the qualifiers for you. I know you need this. If you have to have your temperature taken when you go into your church, if you're having to social distance in your church, if you're having to wear a mask in your church, I don't care if it's reopened. It never did. It's a zombie. It's the walking dead. Go to the right church. Find a church that never closed. And if you can't, you may need to move. But here's the thing, 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida, right here, Inglewood, Florida, Foundation Church tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Let's pack it out. Drive here. If you're up my microphone, drive here, walk here, catch a train here, ride a horse here, whatever it is, but be here tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. If you like real gospel messages and real worship. This is where you need to be tomorrow morning. And there's a lot of people out there shout amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, bless our nation. Wake up the church. Revive us, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. And every Christian says amen and amen. Listen, I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.